0: Welcome to the Hopeful Living Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Merck, and I'm so glad you found your way here. This podcast is a daughter, a sister, a wife, and a mother's journey through loving someone with the disease of addiction. I will share my experiences, strength, and hope as I navigated my own recovery from being addicted to the addict. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, And welcome to the Hopeful Living Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Merck. And today I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about um, why I chose the name Hopeful Living for my podcast. Um, I thought about many topics to talk about this week and I've had a couple of suggestions about things to talk about, but this one just kept coming up um, throughout the week um, and hope kept coming up. And I think during this time having hope and feeling hopeful is paramount you know we're stuck in a place where we're not sure about the future where we are and how things are going to play out in the coming weeks and so hope is just going to be paramount for us to hold tight to it's something that has changed my life as I begin to think about the hope that things can be different and that they're um, the power in a just a small, small glimmer of hope that there is help, there's hope, there's um, a chance for us to move forward. So, today I'm going to focus on why I chose Hopeful Living as the name. For my podcast um i'm gonna start by of course my favorite author right now her name is brene brown um, from her book daring greatly at the back she talks about wholehearted parenting and this i was going to reword it and just say it in my own words but i can't because she says it so well and it's something that i've just read over and over and over and she said i used to struggle with letting go and allowing my children to find their own way But something that I learned in the research dramatically changed my perspective, and I no longer see rescuing and intervening as unhelpful. I now think about it as dangerous. Don't get me wrong, I still struggle, and I still step in when I shouldn't. But I now think twice before I let my discomfort dictate my behaviors. Here's why. Hope is a function of struggle. If we want our children to develop high levels of hopefulness, we have to let them struggle. And let me tell you, next to love and belonging, I'm not sure I want anything more for my kids than a deep sense of hopefulness. When I read that the very first time, and I've read it many, many, many times, because as most of you know, I do have an 11-year-old son that lives at home with me. And I think about the power of hope and how it has helped me throughout my entire life without me even knowing. Um, I just throughout my life have had adversity just like everyone else and through that adversity have persevered through a lot of things that probably in in a world that would be different I would not have Um, and that provided me with the hope that hmm you know, I can make it through these things. It doesn't feel hopeful right now, but it possibly can. And uh, four years ago, when um, I first discovered or <laughs> I first admitted to myself that my son had a problem um, with addiction and actually that my husband was an active alcoholic and really uh put that into perspective. And if you haven't heard the Romance versus the Reality podcast, you might want to listen to that one too. When I finally um, put away the Romance and talked about the reality, it was a dark time for me. It was a very dark time. I did not feel hopeful. I did not know how I was going to get out of the situation that I was in. But as I read her words there, what I learned was that I did have hope in that dark time because I was empowered to have hope and I was a rescuer I rescued my son from everything from failing a grade in school to uh, speeding tickets to uh, when he was a tiny little guy tying his shoes because it was faster for me I rescued him when he didn't have money to pay rent. I rescued him when he didn't have, you know, instead of allowing space, and Brene goes on to talk about the power of allowing space and the discomfort for you to feel as a parent, as a spouse, to let them struggle and sit in that discomfort with them. Don't solve the problem. Don't fix it for them. Sit with them and hold space for them to learn and understand how to fight back, how to move forward. Um, That is a powerful thing and that's what builds hopefulness. I now understand how my rescuing behavior, not help behavior, but my enabling and rescuing behavior somehow taught my son that um, he couldn't make hard decisions without me. Um, He couldn't make get through difficult things without his mom. That's further from the truth. It couldn't be further from the truth. He is very capable of making those decisions. But through my behavior, that's the part I contributed to. So it is my hope that through my 11-year-old that I am learning that there's power and there's hope in letting him struggle, and being there to support him with his struggle, but not solving the problem for him. Same with my husband. I I spent many, many, many days problem-solving problems for him, um, looking for jobs online for him instead of empowering him to do that, hiding the fact that he was drinking, um, pretending as if the alcohol wasn't there, Um, just rescue after rescue after rescue, <clears throat> I could go on. You get the point. So the power of hope is what brought this title to mind, is hopeful living. It doesn't mean that things are perfect. It doesn't mean your world is going to be perfect, but there's hope that tomorrow it can be different. One of the things that I did very early on in my son's recovery was I had to leave him, and I no longer had the choice to rescue him. I had to allow him to figure it out for himself. It was the hardest day and the best day of both of our lives because that was the journey that we began, that he was going to have to live his journey and I was going to have to live mine. And he designed a tattoo for me. That is, our spirit animal is an elephant and um, the word hope. And he drew a small tattoo. Um, if you know me, you've seen it. It's on my foot. The power of that tattoo, I would have never, if you'd asked me 49 years ago if I would have a tattoo, the answer would have absolutely been no. But the significance of that is to remind me every single day that hope is what brings us through this world, the hope that we can solve, we can be better, and we can grow. Um, I believe that's what sustained my son, is the glimmer of hope that he was going to have a chance, and I believe with all my heart that that is what I have to pass on to my 11-year-old as well, is the power that you can solve hard things, you can live in that moment, and live a hopeful, hopeful life. I hope this helps you um, and I encourage you to just write in your journal or verbally say it out loud if, even if it's to no one just the hopeful things the power of I can live my life I can choose to do the things that I want to and the power of taking that when you set boundaries with the person in your life that is an addict or just anyone if they're not an addict if they're just um, um, someone that you love but putting those boundaries in place to provide the hope for them and hopefully hold the space for them to learn to live their best life and have hope. Um, Join me next week. Uh, My topic is going to be about the shame gremlins and how learning about shame transformed my entire life. So until next time, I wish you all the best. Please share this podcast with anyone that you feel like might benefit. you for listening to the hopeful living podcast. If someone you know might benefit from hearing this podcast, please share. And until next time, I wish you all the best.